Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. Andy is with me here now. I hope you are doing well. Very quickly, um, if you like to bet on football, football has returned. It's in full swing. Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, whatever you like. If you like to bet on sports, go to mybookie.com and use promo code Roma Press, and mybookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. So again, mybookie.com slash Roma Press. And also a big thank you to our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to get extra episodes of the podcast, early access to the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. All right. So by the time you're listening to this, Marash Kumbula will have arrived. He is probably, by the time you're listening to this, still undergoing his medical. Probably hasn't signed his contract, but he will be doing that tonight uh, without question. Oh, Andy, uh, first, I, I think I have to explain just how odd this, de- this deal was because this was, uh, this was an interesting one. Before mm-hmm. I get into like all the very odd specifics, you absolutely have to be happy with this one. No, I'm thrilled. Oh yeah, definitely. This was, you know, I there is probably nothing better when um when uh you uh, have an announcement of this kind or not an announcement, but it, it is revealed that Roma went for a player that, you know, up until a few hours before that as you will explain, um you know, it seemed like we had no business in dealing with and uh this is a a really talented young player pursued by many many uh, important teams and um if 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 we'll get to all of the complexity of this deal later on but uh, in the long term this is a fantastic move out of the blue which made it even perhaps more satisfying than usual <laughs> yeah I, and i think a lot of people share your sentiment because i think this goes hand in hand with not having a sporting director, right? The the ones who are essentially handling every single negotiation at this very moment for Roma. It's not Fienga. It's two agents. It's Gabriele Giuffrida and Paolo Busardo. And that's it. These are the only two guys dealing with any negotiation right now with Roma. Again, not Fienga. They don't have a sporting director. Uh, it's not Petraki. It's not Di Sanctis. It's not uh, Baldissoni. It's not anybody. One single person. So a little bit of background on this because this has been a very odd story. So I have been speaking to uh, to to Kumbala's agent uh, Gianni Vitali for a number of weeks now. This entire time, he has maintained the exact same thing. And you can find the interview. One of the interviews was from I think two or three weeks ago. It's on the website. Um, and, and he maintained there are three Italian clubs, two foreign clubs who are on the player. One of the foreign clubs was from Germany. One of the the other foreign clubs is from England. And then the three Italian clubs were Lazio, Inter, and then Napoli. But Napoli, they they faded. And then it came down to Inter, Lazio. Both of them found an agreement with the player. Both of them were in talks with Verona. Both of them could have closed the deal at the drop of a hat. It, it was very, I mean, the, the figures that those two were offering versus what Roma was offering hardly varied in in any way. I mean, we're we're talking a, a minuscule amount of money. So this is a very, very odd deal because obviously uh, about 12 hours before, not even 12 hours, 
10 hours, eight hours before all of this happened, before all of this blew up, I had spoken to Vitali, his agent, and he said, no, we, we haven't spoken with Roma. Roma hasn't contacted us. That, you know, it's the same thing. It's Lazio, it's Inter, interest from another Italian club, and then the two foreign ones, and that's it. Uh, you know, we have not received any calls from Roma. We have not held any talks for Roma. There's no news regarding Roma and Cumbula. So then five hours later, I think everybody knows what, what happens from there. I see the report on Sky Sport flash across my television. And yeah, I nearly had a heart attack because obviously nobody likes uh, looking like the fool. And I so I start doing digging because this didn't make sense. He, and, and yes, agents, they, they tend to bend the truth at times, but he there's no reason for him to lie. So. Andy, after doing a lot of background on this, okay, this is a very odd deal. So what happened was, and again, this is, I've seen this only a couple of other times. The only other player who has done this that I know um, within the last few years, at least, is Antonio Mirante. So what happened was Kumbula dying for a move. He didn't care if it was Inter, Lazio, um, uh, Napoli, even if he went abroad. He wanted a move. He wanted to get that next move he wanted to take the next step um and he he was dying to move on from Verona where he's been for a few years now it wasn't happening uh his agent wasn't able to close a deal for Lazio he wasn't able to close a deal with Inter and he wasn't able to close a deal for any of the two foreign clubs so what happened was and I I, I am told this by very very good sources, both at Verona and, and people really, really close to that club, and, and even those at, at Roma. Kumbula sort of bypassed his agent, and his father stepped in as well, and they went directly to Paolo Bussardo and asked for him to step in and intermediate a deal, open talks between Roma, Verona, and that's what he did. And this whole thing came about Right within five to six hours, this whole deal, I've never seen anything like this where you have no interest, no contact. And then within five to six hours, we're talking about darn near closing the entire operation. One of the fastest I've ever seen. Um, Busardo, he, he did all of the negotiations between Roma, Verona, and it took them again, uh, you know, less than. 12 hours between initial contact and actual agreement for them to get this 90% in place. The other 10% being an agreement between Kumbula and, and Roma to personal terms on a contract. So what happened was, again, Kumbula, he bypasses his agent. He goes directly to Busardo, who is, again, one of the agents running Roma's entire transfer market, or I should say running the negotiations for Roma's transfer market. And Busardo, he's able to negotiate a deal. And then Kumbula's agent, Vitali, he steps back in and he negotiates with Roma on a contract. And they eventually agree to a five-year deal uh, worth about 2 million euros. It's one and a half plus bonuses. It comes to right around 2 million euros net per season. So it's very odd that you have a player bypass his agent in order to get a move done. Again, the only one that I can recall recently that I've ever dealt with, now maybe this happens more often and we just don't hear about it, is Antonio Mirante. His agent is, or was, I don't even know if he's represented by him anymore, is the same agent as Jekyll, Silvano Martina, or uh, yes, Silvano Martina, 
and he wanted to move on from Parma. Uh, Martina wasn't able to find a deal for him. So, so um, <laughs> very, very odd. Mirante called Monchi, who was the sporting director at the time, and got the move done completely on his own from Parma to Roma. So he bypassed his agent completely. Not something that is very common where you see an agent say, uh, no, this isn't the case. And then a few hours later, it is the case. It actually is the truth. So in fairness, when his agent Vitali said, no, I haven't had contact with Roma, he was telling the truth. It was just Kumbula bypassed him in order to set this move up. So it's very, very interesting as you sort of just said, it's very difficult to get anything from Roma right now. If you if you contact Usardo, he won't talk to you at all. It's a very very odd summer in terms of dry, yeah, trying to get no, any You have no you have no reference points, right? I mean, at least last summer everybody was knocking on Petraki's door, trying to get him to talk. Um, unlike his predecessor, uh, <laughs> but this summer you don't even know where to turn, right? I mean, you have so many people um, working for Roma currently that you, you know, you have the Sanctis and Fienger representing the club, then you have the intermediaries. And as we are, as we'll get to it later on, we have so many news of so many different deals, you know, uh, players potentially coming in, players potentially leaving the club that you really don't know who to turn to. And so this was, you know, it's I can understand because um, it's pretty clear that Roma had no interest in this specific player for uh, until until yesterday, really, or the day before that, perhaps. And um, and and yeah, and it just happened all of a sudden. Uh, it, it, It was it was totally unpredictable from Roma, which probably explains why it's taking so long for Smalling. Um, And I think, but again, this in terms of improvised moves, you know, this is even better than, than grabbing Mkhitaryan out of the blue and, and making him land in Fiumicino. Um, Because this is something that really makes Roma look, like a different team in the long Professional. term. Where, I mean, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Um, it make them, it, the ambitions, the, the way the club looks ahead is, is completely different through a move like this. Yeah. And the thing is too, uh, Bustardo, this is a guy, he's been around for a long time. He's, he's, you know, he's always been close to Roma. I spoke with one of the, uh, one of the, so when I, when I put the news out there about sort of Vitali being bypassed, one of the agents of one of Roma's midfielders uh, sent me a message and he just said, wow, is that really the case? I said, yeah, he just went, he just, Kumbula went over his head. He goes directly to uh, Busardo and, and he, he does the whole deal. Um, and he was like, ah, as usual, this is a guy who has been dealing with Roma for a very long time. And if you ask Busardo directly, if you just ask him, hey, what's the case with this? He will not tell you the truth at all. So getting anything out of him, it, it's almost pointless to, to even attempt. So very strange deal. Again, the only other time I've seen something happen like this was with Mirante when he just dealt with Roma on his own, negotiated with Roma directly, didn't use his agent Martina. You you hardly ever see anything like this before. Very, very rare. But it's, listen, 
if this is if 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 you're looking for a player to get excited about the financial details listen 30 million euros is the total package Roma they're they're going to include two young players two prima vera players it's still we're still trying to work on who that's going to be if you talk to uh, uh if you talk to Kumbula's guys they don't even know but it's a 30 million overall package they're going to rate the the prima vera players right around 2 to 3 million euros and then Obviously, if they buy Chetin from Roma, I believe the option to buy was seven million on that, right, Andy? Yeah. If if they activate that option, mm-hmm. this isn't a great way to look at it, but you can take seven million off of of off of what you're going to play, pay for Kumbula. So I don't know if you want to say twenty million euros plus Chetin in a couple of Prima Vada players. For me, this is fantastic business you may disagree with the again the overall compensation i'm sure many many will disagree maybe it's a little too expensive it's a loan with an obligation to buy so he's not going to go on this year's financial records he can go for the 2021 to 2022 um uh, books of roma so i think that's great and now you set yourself up with the ability to potentially get Smalling as, as well. And I, I think that's absolutely what, what they need. If we're talking about a, a if, if, he, if Fonseca decides to go with the back four, you have Ibanez, you have Mancini, uh, you would potentially, probably, likely get Smalling too. And then you have Kumbula. You could play a back three with that. Obviously, I love Kumbula on a back three much more than I do a back four, but that, that remains to be seen. From the player himself, though, Andy, I, I have to tell you, I, this is one of those transfers that, man, I just get so excited about because I, I feel like it's been a few years where Roma have pipped a player that, you know, all of the big sides, it seemed like, in the city, I wanted him. If you would have asked any of the top five to six sides in the city, if this is a guy that you would want to bring this summer, Maybe except Juve, they they all would have said absolutely. I have to tell you, Andy, I I love this guy. I love everything about him. Love him on the ball. He's not great in the air, but other than that, everything about his game, I right. I, I love. I love this player. Do, do you? Are you as excited <laughs> about this as I am? Because again, I this one has me um, super pumped up because he's just a guy. I are think, you as pumped up at the idea of of as, as with the idea of Bruno Perez possibly renewing? Uh, okay, hey, well, listen, not. As as excited but just okay, a step okay. below okay but seriously this is a guy he fits yeah. everything that i think the profile that roma should be looking after okay he's young right. plenty of experience within the city international experience speaks the language incredibly mature lots of character plenty of room to improve I, for me I, there is absolutely nothing about this deal or the player that i dislike not one thing Right. And uh, I, you know, when you said when was the last time we we went for a player that was so um, wanted by by. Oh, all... don't say I know exactly where you're going with this. Don't say well, it. Major. Is it chic? <laughs> yes, it was chic. I knew it. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry, but I'm not. On. That's not the point I'm trying to make. It's, I, <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, the, it's just, you know, as a Roma fan, you have PTSD after some deals. And, and, and chic definitely afforded us some. But uh, the difference is the chic deal, even uh, financially, was a bit all over the place um the the terms were extremely weird to say the least and uh, and Schick was was i think i mean looking in hindsight was a desperation buy 
and it was a oh, it course. was a buy that di- didn't really fit anything. Meanwhile, here, you know, I saw many people saying, "Oh, this is this is a reaction. This is a desperation buy from Roma because uh, oh, Manchester United no turned way. off their uh, offer for Smalling, and that may be the case that uh, Manchester United turned out uh, turned off the the the." the offer for Smalling, but this is far from a desperation buy because this is a player that has the characteristics that you really need right now. Um, mm, exactly. Roma, I mean, Roma, you, you know, we we were all asking ourselves, why why aren't Roma looking at Kumbula? Why, why are we still going after Smalling and not looking at different profiles like... For example, a guy like Kumbula. Well, Roma did exactly that. And as you just said, they are still in the run for Smalling. You know, a deal like this doesn't doesn't cancel out Smalling. um, especially does not. Does not. You're right. And especially because you're looking at, you know, uh, a lot of of potential exits. Now, I'm highlighting the the word potential because uh, Juan Jesus is is a very particular (laughs) individual. Oh, Juan, come on. If you have never been to Genova, come on. The sea, it's beautiful. Ah, beautiful, some best, beautiful. Some of the best cuisine. Yes. Beautiful, clean you get, sea, yes. Oh, Wonderful. come on. You get to play at the Ferraris. Come on, Juan. You got to go there. And it is, but that's and that's the reality of the situation is that uh, Roma, by making this move, they secure a, a really talented and capable defender that has already uh, experience in this area, young, uh, 20 years of age, who can be uh, your protagonist in, in as a center back. This is not a, a deal like Satine, because Satine, even if you like that deal, which I like because it was cheap, and now it allows you to perhaps make plus Valenza and it helps you in a deal like this. But, and if Chetin does good, uh, you just activate your repurchase clause. Right. That is a win. I, I, yeah, I don't know how you can hate anything. Um, I know, but but I'm I'm just saying that this is a completely different kind of player. While with yes, Chetin, yes. you you are taking on Chetin, saying, "Okay, let's try." This is a cheap option. You know, he'll start from the bench. Maybe he'll be he'll be useful. But this is a guy that, even though he's extremely young. You can put him as your starting center back, and he'll still perform. Or that's that's what you expect. You're not expecting from him to sit on the bench and from time to time appear in some Euro- meaningless Europa League games. Uh, but at the same time, you have room or you have the option to still go after Smalling. And now, yes. as we look at possible exits, now finally, as we're recording this. Uh, the news that Under is very close to joining Leicester. Yes. That that even in itself allows you to go for Smalling. There is going to be some money involved. Roma are going to make some money off of this. This is, there is going to be an obligation to it, obviously. But the, the loan is three million. The, it, it's Roma are in a position that they really can do some wonders in terms of a very unexpected transfer market. We all expected this transfer market to be shit. It's still a very difficult transfer market. Um, There are players that are difficult to sell. There are players that are impossible to buy. Deals are dragging on for all teams involved. Uh, I'm looking at Juve with Suarez and Dzeko and and Inter with Vidal. But, But at the same time, if Roma can pull this off, this move of securing Kumbula and still go after Smalling, 
that is in itself a, a perfect move. Then, obviously, this is an appendix because it should be an appendix and it should stay hidden in a closet and locked up in a small, tiny jar. Um, the possibility of going for a guy like De Chilio, uh immediately makes my uh, uh, testicles turn into small stones. And it's I feel I feel terrible. But at the same time, let's not talk about that, please. OK, that was incredibly vivid um real real quick from a from a technical accounting standpoint again i i hate talking about this stuff but the beauty of a loan with obligation to buy is, is twofold so if you're the buying club because they're coming on an initial loan you don't have to put them on your books for the current financial year so kumbula you can put him on the books as a loan in the 2020-2021 season. And then the obligation to buy for 2021-2022, which is where the bigger portion of the fee is, you can you put it on that financial year for the following year. But the good thing is if you're the selling club, you just brought up the potential sale of, of Under Andy. It looks like he is going to Leicester on loan with an obligation to buy. If you're the selling club with a loan and obligation to buy, you can put that sale, all of it for the current, the current financial year. So that's the beauty of it. That's why these clubs love the loan with obligation to buy because you get the flexibility right. from a purchasing standpoint, whereas with a selling standpoint, you can immediately record it as a permanent sale. So it's great. Um, from a, uh, just from a, a, a roster perspective, because I, I did see some people bringing this up and I do think at least to a certain extent, it is a very fair point. Now, let's just exclude Smalling for the moment. They are still in talks. Again, now that you're going to probably sell Under, you can take that money and and purchase Smalling permanently. You you they probably won't want to do an obligation to buy or a loan with obligation to buy with Smalling. Now now they'll just probably do a permanent deal uh, for him. Let's talk about though. Let's exclude Smalling. So now you've got Kumbula, you've got Ibanez. And you've got Gianluca Mancini. Okay, so Mancini, 24 years old. Ibanez, 21 years old. Kumbula, 20 years old. And I think this was a very fair point that some people did bring up. That if you don't get Smalling, this is a very, very young back line. Does that worry you, A, and B, does that make purchasing Smalling that much more of a priority because you need that presence of somebody, uh, you know, you need the campione as we often refer to them as. Do you need that person who is older with probably a bit more maturity, a bit more character who has been through it all? Or are you in the side of, you know what, there may be some growing pains, but these are three very talented defenders. Where do you come out on that? Well, as I, as I, as I said before, I think it's a win-win situation that, uh, I think there is enough personality, uh, in ask, enough character in uh, in in this Roma backline, this young Roma backline, to um, to succeed even without uh, someone like Smalling. Obviously, experience is always uh, needed, and if you're letting go of the likes of Kolarov, potentially Jeko, um, you you still want to have somebody at the back there. To, to give a boost of confidence to to lead the way and 
in moments that you know in if you're playing on the european stage or in in the big games um at the same time you've you 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 have people like Mancini who like him or not he's he's full of personality and Fonseca probably likes him because of that um that's why Mancini also played in the midfield uh, Fonseca thought that okay his footwork is there, but he also has the personality to play in front of the defense. Um, same for Ibanez. From what I've seen, this is a guy that sometimes can still be reckless, uh, but but he, he has a lot of uh, character and and a lot of personality and, and a lot of hunger. And and Kumbula was one of the protagonists of 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 this uh, Verona team that really went completely under the radar of many um with with basically nothing on the roster they they still managed to to get some incredible results uh play a, a really interesting brand of football and Kumbula was was one of the the, the guys leading the pack um along with Faraoni along with Lazovic but this is this is a guy who was born in in the year two thousand. This is still oh, that is so weird to this. Do. This is still yeah, a child, yeah. and and this is this is a defender. We're not talking about a striker, a winger. This is this is a center back. This is a guy that has incredible responsibility. He has a lot of duties, and at a club like Roma, and especially under Fonseca, uh, this is a, an extremely important role. Um, in terms of playing out from the back, uh, in terms of helping out this midfield that has really struggled all, all year round to find uh, a connection with the defense uh, to filter through, and 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 it's it, I think this is this is a, a, a still this young backline is a backline that has a lot of potential by itself. Now I would still go for Smalling. I'm still a guy that thinks to himself, okay, take the money from Under. Throw that to what you're offering to to Smalling and secure that because I think that still gives you another chance, another chance to be better. Um, if if you can, you know, if you can afford to have a backline um, that doesn't have that, you're not looking at the bench and, and seeing the likes of uh, Juan Jesus or or Fazio, then that would be a, a, a heaven, utter heaven. I completely agree with you. So you brought him up. Uh, he, he made you feel a specific way. Let's talk about him very briefly before we go here. Suck it up for a little bit, okay? Dicilio. Dicilio, Dicilio. So when I hear that name, it's one of those names that just speaks for itself, okay? There's very little we have to say. Now, I saw a lot of people getting upset that, oh, my gosh, why would you sell Florenzi to bring Dicilio? Again. You have to think about every transfer for Roma in terms of plus Valenza. Florenzi is on the books for hardly anything. So should PSG purchase him permanently, they have an option to buy for about nine, nine and a half million euros. Should that happen, that's nine and a half million euros of plus Valenza. So that's why they did it. It's it's no deeper than that. I, I promise you, it's 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 really that simple. Dicilio Bruno Perez on the right. I think it's very abundantly clear if you just go <laughs> roll by roll, you have Dicilio and Bruno Perez on the right, Spinazzola, Calafiore on the left. 
I know we say this just about every season, but if I'm going to guess right about now, probably the weak part of the uh, of the the squad of Fonseca this season, probably going to be the fullbacks. Now, you are on record of how you feel about Bruno Perez and the, pr- the prospect of him renewing. Andy, Dichirio, Bruno Perez on the right. Spinazzola, <laughs> Calafiori on the left. <laughs> what, are you going to be okay? Is there any sort of medicine I can send your way? Because I know you're probably panicking about this like many others. Is there any sort of reassurance you can give to people or you think this is going to be <laughs> bad? I like how you're setting me up. Uh, listen, I you know, as years go by, uh, I become, you know, I, I, I don't feel anything from 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 similar kind of deals when it comes to Roma. I mean, I've seen all of it, you know. I've seen players that you would never want to see on a pitch in your life. And so I I almost feel like, you know, the character of Robert Duvall in um in uh, Apocalypse Now yes. uh who walks along the beach as bombs are are just falling everywhere yes. and everybody is taking cover and he's just standing there because he's gotten used to it. He even loves the smell of napalm in the morning. Well, that's me and and Roma's shit deals over the years. Uh, I've become I've become completely uh, uh, just I I just go through it like like business as usual because it's you know it's inevitable. Um, but the Shilio man is something that is so depressing that this is this is just a, a player. I don't even know if I can call him a player because the guy is uh, injured more often than Perotti. Um, somebody that lacks everything i mean there is nothing to like about him like like there is at least with santon he came in listen that was even fine by me i was one of the people that was like okay give him a chance yeah i mean this is you know it, it's it has to be tough for him but at least give him a chance but this guy this guy has had so many chances has been praised for so by so many people over the years because again He's Italian. He's young. He's the you know he's the next Maldini. Next Maldini. We have, that'll be nice too because Fuck we'll sake. have two of the next Maldinis with him <laughs> and Santon. Yeah, and then if we take Smalling, it's gonna be Smaldini. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you have three Maldinis, and and that's you know that's to me this is something that does not make sense. Something that is very comparable to the potential deal for Rugani that were, we were rumored uh, to be in talks with Juve last summer um, because both the, both players lack any sort of personality are shit players really to be honest um, and it's and they 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 really don't give you anything and so to be taking him on for that kind of money for paying him that kind of salary and and then having such an unlikable presence at the club is something that, you know, if I have to watch Bruno Perez again play every single match like he did under Spalletti, then screw it. I'll take it. Just don't give me the Chilio. Because again, then how does how exactly does he fit as a wing back? I, I I've never seen this it's guy a great play. Question. Yeah. I you know, this guy if it is a central defender at Juve. Oh. <laughs> with three at the back more. I mean, come oh on. Oh my God, please. I'm really, and it's, it's just, 
I, it's something that I, I never wished for Roma to, to really steep so low. And, and this would be an incredible blow to, I mean, how, how ironic that the, the day after we get such great news of Roma going for a prospect of a, a really major talent uh you know on, on the rise in the Serie A and then we are tied to one of the 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 probably the biggest rejects in all of international football one of the 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 players that really faded the 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 sole idea of having the Chile on your team once was appealing now it's it's just you know you're taking on garbage with a garbage contract garbage contribution and injuries that really make him a, a useless player. Uh, it's it's just that simple. So listen, I don't know if there's going to be a loan fee involved. It looks like he's going to come on loan um, with, with option to buy. Wages, 3 million euros. So you're, you're essentially trading Florenzi's wages for his. So... <sighs> Listen, until I get all of the financial details and his uh, his agent, Braccini, he won't he, he's not talking to anybody right now. But I don't listen if it if it's a back four, I think this certainly makes much more sense. Wing back, though, as you just alluded to, uh, certainly I have my apprehensions. But the problem is. You go to a back four, you feel better about Tichilio, but you feel worse probably about Spinazzola and Bruno Perez, no? And then you go to a back three, you don't feel great about Tichilio. I don't know how I should feel about Calafiori. He's played one match. Uh, you know, I understand this guy is quite highly coveted by a number of clubs, but we don't know what to make of him. So this is certainly a risk, but as an overall player, Defensively, attacking-wise, I do think Dechilio is better than Florenzi. Now, in attack, there's no question that Florenzi is infinitely better. But you I know think... you, you know your home is going to get burned. I know, I know. But defensively, <laughs> it's always been where the problems of Florenzi lie. I don't think anybody would deny that. Dechilio is a million times better defensively than Florenzi. I, I, I don't even think it's close. Now, if you would have said to me, Florenzi, you know, we're going to put him in the midfield this year. We're going to put him in the attack this year. Then I am all for 100% him remaining. No questions asked. But I am in the, the, the group of, I understand sort of the, 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 the sentimental value that Florenz, that a lot of people have for Florenzi. I, I absolutely understand it. There's there's no doubting that. Okay. But if we're just talking about the fullback position, what more do we need to see from Florenzi that we haven't seen already? I I guess my thing is, Andy, uh, you know, I think people expect him to just Florenzi, I'm referring to, to just sort of flip a switch and just become this good right back. I have Florenzi fullback fatigue. So if if the decision is and you're 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 removing all other factors, we're we're not talking about wages, we're not talking about plus Valenza, we're not talking about anything. If we're just saying you get you need a right back. You can have Dicilio or you can have Florenzi. I'm taking Dicilio. <laughs> and and it's again. I've said this a million times. People think you and I, we, we hate Florenzi, particularly me. 
I don't like Florenzi at fullback. I've said a million times. I think his role is a winger. I think his role, if, if you play 4-4-2, you put him in the wide midfield. You could even put him at Matzala, sort of like he played with Zeman in his first senior season. I do not like him at fullback. I just think it's that simple. Is that, I mean, is right. that something you agree with? I, I, I just feel like when, when, when the news came out about the Shidio, people were like, oh my God, well, why did we get rid of Florenzi for that? But uh, what more do we need to see from Florenzi at fullback? I, I, I guess that's my confusion with it. Right. But also the, the point is that uh, Florenzi wants playing time. You know, of course. And he, of he, you know, he can say all he wants about, you know, if, oh, if Roma needs me, I'm going to play goalkeeper. The truth is that Florenzi wants to play. Fonseca only saw him mildly in that fullback position. Uh, but then <laughs> the, the fact is that he prefers Bruno Perez over anybody. I think he even prefers Santon over Florenzi. And I believe we did see Santon ahead of Florenzi for a stretch of games. And people were sort of like, did Fonseca go crazy? No, that's 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 the way he sees this team. And and Florenzi is not guaranteed playing time. Filippo Biafora is one of the main one of the main people saying constantly that the the starting wing back this season is going to be Bruno Perez and that's it and if, if it's that simple Florenzi wants playing time he goes to PSG he gets playing time there he got playing time in his first game out beautiful great for everybody um as to De Chilio, I really can't uh, uh find any sort of enthusiasm to highlight and Any I understand of, that. of the that's, positives, that's John, because the last time I really saw something from the Chilio, it was under Conte in the Euro 2016, and and that team did, uh, you know, I mean, we could talk about that team for hours because he made Candreva, uh, uh, he made Darmian, and he made Florenzi look world class. So um, it, it's just that it's there is, I think, you know. The, the, to me, the priority is to have a team that is compatible with Fonseca and that Fonseca considers uh, okay for the way he wants to play. If Bruno Perez is the guy that makes Fonseca happy in that wing-back position and that allows you to at least save some money on somebody more expensive, then great. But that's exactly why I don't see why we should, again, go for a profile like De Chilio. I would rather go back for for Zappacosta just because he's more likable than uh, a, a, a dude that resembles a, a mop, and 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 I just can't, I just can't, man. This is okay. I can't. If we go on like this, if we go on like this, this is gonna turn like a, a meeting between uh, Tony and and Doctor Melfi. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, well, there's a reason people fast forward that part of The Sopranos anyway. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end this on a positive note, though. Okay. Kumbula, you, it, just one, you know, just very shortly. You're absolutely excited, though, right? Yeah. It's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful deal. It, it was a surprising deal. It's a deal that gi- gives some enthusiasm to the fans in a in a transfer market session that was supposed to be anything but enthusiasm. Absolutely agree. Everyone, let us know. Are you as excited about Kumbula? Andy's excited. I'm excited. We won't mention the Shilio. We don't don't we won't bring that up. But let us know. 
Are you excited about this deal for DeShilio? And before we go, yes, Roma are still in talks for Smalling. Um, I, I honestly don't know what the holdup is. Now, there's been three or four different intermediaries involved in this deal. I think that has had a lot to do with it. There's also been talks that his agent, James Featherstone, has been haggling over commissions on the deal. That wouldn't shock me at all. He was very difficult to deal with last summer as well. So we'll see. I do think it'll happen. I really, really do because he, Smalling has made it abundantly clear he wants one club, and that's Roma. Uh, he has had interest from other clubs, Inter included, but he only wants Roma, and I do think inevitably he will end up at Roma. I just think we have to wait a little bit longer. Um, and real quick, uh, when I was talking to Kumbula's guys yesterday, they said they expect him to be called up, assuming everything goes smoothly with the paperwork and all that. Andy, do you throw him on immediately into the starting formation? Because if not, that means Sir Brian Cristante would likely be, be the central defender in the very first match of Roma's season. Um, just from a giving a positive vibe standpoint, please just start Kumbula <laughs> if the alternative is Cristante. Yes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. Please, please start this season on a positive note. Please let Kumbula play against his former club. Please, I know that usually this is, you know, we jinx stuff like this by, by saying these things, but even the sole idea of Cristante is, is something that we really don't don't want to discuss. Um, I want to be on here next, starting from next week, talking about how great Kumbula was against Verona. Completely agree. All right, everybody. We will be back probably on Friday to to preview the season, preview the match uh, against Verona on Saturday. So, as always, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you joining us. Have a safe rest of your, well, I should say, just have a safe next couple of days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.